All right, so look, welcome, 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 my bows and bow ties to another episode with me. I am the Black Opinionated Woman, also known as a bow. All right, so if you're new to my channel, I'll talk about three things, Black women, Black culture, and anything related to middle age. That's, that includes um, careers, parenting, um, body aches, whatever, okay? Now, what I want to do is I wanted to continue on with my previous video I did on um, Blacks and STEM, knowing who's an ally. I'm going to do another video, and it's called Blacks in STEM Survival Essentials. Now, I've done something like this before um, when I first started. At least I think I did, but I'm going to do this again. Um, before I get into it, let me just say this. We're going to talk about these five S's and this commitment problem that some of you have. Okay, so I'm committed to making content, so you need to be committed to me. We're going to talk about the five S's. One of them is go ahead and subscribe because I'm amazing in every way. Number two, I want you to show your support by giving me the thumbs up. It is helpful. Three, see these videos all the way through. Four, share it, you know, with your family, your friends, or something like that. And five, say something. Leave a comment, preferably something nice. You know, I'm sensitive. Don't have me be in my feelings. But all right, so let's get on into it. We're going to talk about these survival essentials. Now, I am coming from the perspective of a black woman okay and if you didn't know this i'm a woman that happens to be black and i am an engineer so let me give you a little bit of history first um my um well i have two degrees my my master's degree is not in engineering but my undergraduate degree um is in material science and engineering concentration on the biomedical side didn't do anything in that as an adult, <laughs> okay? What I am now, I, I am um, doing systems engineering. I tend to focus a lot on um, maybe some of the architecture. I'm not even doing that today in this particular role. I have a non-technical role right now. All right, so I've been doing engineering for a really, really long time. I've done various parts of the life cycle, okay? So when I speak, I'm speaking from experience, Okay. All right, so we're going to talk about blacks in STEM. We're going to talk about these survival essentials, okay? Now, I have a little bootleg book out there um, in, in, in Amazon, and um, it wasn't meant to be big. It was supposed to be like, kind of like a pamphlet, but it turned into like this mini little book that's kind of like a pamphlet book, a book pamphlet. I don't know. I need to come up with a portmanteau for it. But anyway, I want to talk about these survival essentials. It was just something I just typed together real quick. You should go ahead and just buy it. Go out and buy it. All right. Maybe I'll go ahead and put a link to it. I have seven points to your survival as a stemmer, okay? Let's start with the first one. The interview is not always based on your skills. Now, I live in the Maryland, D.C., Virginia area, okay? So we have a heavy contracting presence here. And let me just say this. When you are interviewing for positions, you need to understand Sometimes you're getting the interview because of your skills, and sometimes you're not. You cannot take this personal, okay? We've got all kinds of professional relationships out here between companies and um, contractors and subcontractors and the whole nine yards, okay? So oftentimes, there are positions that are put out there, but they were, they're already accounted for, Okay, so that's number one. Um, number two, a lot of times you may not be considered because uh, it could be anything. It could be anything. It could be because um, 
you know, some companies beefing with another company. Sometimes when you're looking to um, gain a position or get the interview, sometimes you may not be considered because when the people who are out there searching for the candidates, they're not looking for the right words or you didn't put the right words in your. So a lot of this isn't even personal. Okay. Let me tell you something. I've interviewed for positions that I've done. Like I can do them standing on my head. I'm talking about for contracting positions in particular roles and particular projects. I can do it standing on my head and they'll say things like, it doesn't seem like you have as, as many, um, you, you don't have much experience. I'm sitting here thinking like, I got an award for doing this job. So there's all kinds of shenanigans going on, but you don't need to take it personal. Now, let me, let me, um, move on. Now, most jobs I've been very fortunate that I've been selected for, but there are times when you're not going to be selected. It's a variety of reasons there. Um, before I move on, I just want to say there are sometimes it's politics and religion on who gets these jobs. Nepotism could be anything. Don't take it personal. Number two, let me make this clear. We take the jobs no one wants, especially as you get farther up in your career. Okay, because people don't want to deal with the hassle of certain things. But a lot of times the blackity black blacks are going to have to take those positions in order to move forward, in order to show um, your capabilities. You may have a little bit more stress. Right. Um, we tend to take the jobs no one wants. Even even one of the jobs that I'm doing right now, I don't even want to. I'm like, oh, but I have I'm a highly capable person. I've done some of it before. So, you know. I'm just saying, just be prepared that there are going to be times when you're going to take jobs that you don't want or you're going to have an additional duty that you don't want. But just know that there's always a learning opportunity there. It is what it is. Okay. In order to move forward, in order to get the visibility, sometimes it might be a managerial position because people don't want to deal with it because this could be a troublesome um, organization. It could be people who are just like ding dongs. It could be funding issues. It could be whatever it is. Just know we're going to oftentimes take the jobs or tasks that no one wants. Number three, this still remains true. We have to be two to three times better than everybody in order to be considered equal. I could elaborate further. I think you understand what I'm talking about. I have all kinds of examples. I'm not going to get into it. Just know this. In order to be considered on par, you have to be two or three times better. I said what I said. Number four. Did you know that people in STEM, see a lot of times people think that engineers and scientists and IT people are total geeks. And we all can be, but a lot of us are like regular or regular people. But did you know they can be just as as sexist and misogynist? Oh, yes. I always giggle when people talk about like, oh, this nerdy guy of this and the other. He's kind of corny. I'm like, first of all, these are some highly paid people. And let me tell you something. They still exhibit some of the same sexist behavior as men who are not in these positions because they think they're smarter than everybody. Um, I'm going to give you an example of... Uh, this is probably not the right one, but let me just say this. I was in a position one time where I was given some data. This was several years back. I was given some data. The data showed what is called a bimodal distribution. It's when you have the set of data that's disparate. Like you have like some outliers that are, you know, you have a bunch of data that kind of like runs together, but then you have some data that's not together and it kind of looks like a sorry you can't see me like a hump or something like that and it levels out right so i got this 
bimodal distribution. Basically, you got like a big hump and then the, the data kind of like just runs out. Let's take a quick break. The heart behind the I'm on podcast is storytelling because every mom has a story to tell. I know that when I talk to my friends who are parenting and we share stories, we all end up feeling less alone and more capable of loving our kids well. You can find information everywhere on the internet. Some is bad parenting advice and some is pretty wise. We like to think there's a lot of wisdom on imom.com. And when you combine that signature wisdom with a great story, it brings parenting to life. We want a mom who's listening to see herself and her kids in these stories and rest in the confidence that she is the perfect mom for her kids. Check out the I'm on podcast with new episodes every Monday. So I kept receiving this data set. So long story short, I wound up having a meeting and I don't know why I remember this so much, but I remember I had to go to a different building and the meeting was at one o'clock. And I remember running out to Chipotle to get one of those um, bowls, like the little salad bowls, but I ran out of time. I, I got in the car and I left my food in the car in the front seat because I was starving, but I ate like half of it. And I ran aside to the meeting and at 1.40, I kid you not, at 1.40, this one um, particular man turns to me. He's like, I want to know why you said this is a bimodal distribution. Now, if you're yelling and you're losing your mind, I'm usually going to just like dismiss you. I'm not going to give you any of my energy because it's just too much for me. All I kept thinking about was my bowl that was sitting on the front seat. But anyway, so I ignored him. At 1.41, he brings it up again, losing his mind. Now I'm looking at him sideways like, what is your problem? But I still say nothing. At 1.42, Ding Dong decides to come at me aggressively again. Now, at this point, I'm a little on the hangry side. But what I did was I calmly got up. I grabbed some white erase markers. And we had these, we were in a conference room. It was like 13, 14 of us. And I go up to the this huge whiteboard and I'm putting stuff on the board and blah, blah, blah. He goes, I know what bimodal is. And I understand what a multimodal and all this other stuff is so I'm listening to him yipping and yapping and yapping and yipping. But anyway, so he's losing his mind. I said, well, then you would understand why we wouldn't take the average, then, right? We would probably look at the mean because the average is going to skew the numbers. I said, look, this is what I'm not going to do. I am not going to argue mathematics because these mathematics here are facts. Facts are immutable. I am not going to do this. You are allowed to be upset and you are allowed to be in your feelings. But what I'm not going to do is argue facts they are immutable okay if you want to have this conversation we can have this offline because keep in mind he was performing in front of everybody he got a full-on EGOT Emmy Grammy Oscar Tony full-on EGOT and I'm sitting here thinking like well he's not going to continue to do is sit here and be disrespectful absolutely not now at this point I go back to my chair in this conference room still thinking about my bowl this is probably about maybe 150 155 and there's a couple of grumblings and everyone's looking like oh oh you know like oh, just happened clutch the pearls so i get in the car i'm angry i was talking to um somebody i was working with and i mean my feelings i'm like who does he think he is blah blah, blah. and this is the thing now i'm going to talk about this i want you to keep up with this story you know there was an assumption that I didn't understand mathematics. 
there was an assumption that I wasn't skilled or whatever because they didn't challenge the other person that was next to me, by the way, who also agreed to the same thing. This is something that we have been briefing. And, but this person came for me. <laughs> now, you know, that's a mistake. You know, that's a mistake. So this person came for me and there was some other stuff happening in between. So our, our customer happens to come over to my <laughs> the audacity and this thing going says well you know it seems like you were really tough on him i mean i think you can you were being a little tough um and basically implying that i was angry so now you know that's not gonna sit well so i'm listening to listening to dingling not only is he saying sexist things and I wouldn't say it was rooted in misogyny. There's a little bit of racial undertones there, but it was definitely sexist that was being said to me. I listened to this dingling and I said, um, and I, I didn't care if it was a customer, but this is how I backed the customer up. I said, um, based on everything that you've just shared with me right now, what you have done was you have exposed your internal bias. And so, um, I just want to let you know that I do find this conversation to be incredibly offensive, offensive. And instead of talking with me, you should be talking to the person who was showing that he was completely less than professional and he was quite aggressive. But instead you're over here lecturing me. Um, I hear what you're saying. I feel like there's an internal bias showing right now. And so I just want to make this clear. I don't want to be referred to anything other than my Full government name. You can call me by my name, and that's the only name that I will refer to, or anything in relationship to me. I will not go by anything else. I will not answer to anything else. I will not be painting as anything else other than my full government name. That is how I'm going to answer this. But I find this conversation to be completely insulting, and I can see that everything is rooted in your internal bias. Now, the customer turns red. Oh, I didn't mean anything by it. But when you're sitting here basically implying that I was angry, which I actually had every right to be because this person who was um, losing his mind in that meeting, he's turning red and yelling, it's a whole bunch of extra, and I never once raised my voice. Now, oddly enough, what happened was after all that was said and done and some stuff in between, the person who tried to check me in the meeting at one time that he wound up being checked on his own stuff, he owned himself basically. Uh, one of his teammates, because we shared areas, but he was like in the next group over one of his teammates came over to me and said you know why person x got upset in these meetings right i'm like no and he said that's because you were teaching a mathematician mathematics i'm like and so you know i'm laughing he's laughing i'm like that's his problem he shouldn't have presented me with this whacked out data and then tried to tell me to take the average i'm going to give you an example for those of you who don't know what i'm talking about if I have 10 numbers, and if 8 out of 10 numbers are, are 1, and 2 numbers are 10, if you take the average of those numbers, you've got, uh, what's 8 times 8? 64, 74, 84. 84 divided by 10 is going to give you 8.4, right? You're going to... Did I do that right? Look, I can't even do simple mathematics now. I'm all flustered in this car. I do have a point. The point I'm getting at is, um, I, I did that wrong. You have 8 plus 10 plus 10. That's 20. Oh, I'm sorry. That's 28. I don't know what I was thinking. 28. That's 28. Those 10 numbers add up to 28. You have 8 ones and 2 tens, right? The average, if you take 10 over 28, the average is 2.8. That is completely different, right? Now, if you're looking at with what's going on with those numbers. You got two tens that are sitting out. Those are outliers. 
You need to figure out what's going on with those two tens. That's a separate set of data, right? Because everything else is running out of one. So if you're looking at the eight ones, the average of those is one. So you want to look at your mean. You want to look at the mode, how often you see that number. But what you don't do is what we call applying the central tendency across something like that. When you have two tens and everything else is one, you're trying to apply the average. Those two tens skew the number. So is the average really, if you're going by average, and yes, the average is almost a three. But the mode is you saw the one appeared eight times. That means the mean is really a one. Now, the numbers that we had were much more different. So it was like when you take the average, it was something crazy. Like, I think there are a couple of 100s and a couple of ones right? There were some ones and there's some 100s. So the average was something crazy. And the point I'm making was, and then I'm going to move past this, there were a lot of assumptions made about me and my womanhood. And and I think just me being angry and, 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 and women being emotional. And I'm like, but who was emotional? Who was emotional? Because last time I checked, I was just thinking about my salad bowl and you got ding dong in there turning red, screaming and carrying on and, and, and performing. He had a full on performance. I told you, he got an ego. So right, let's move on. That was number four. Stemmers can be sexist and misogynist. And I'm to include sexual harassment and all this other stuff because they have in their mind perceived power because they make a lot of money. Five, mentors and sponsors are important. Again, in my last video, I talked about what a mentor was and what a sponsor was. If you haven't seen it, I'm going to make sure I go ahead and link that in. Mentors are people who skill you. Okay? They they steer you down the right path. They make sure that you know how to do your job. They make sure you keep up with trends and just do best practices and, and trends. They, they, they make sure you know how to do your job. They make sure that you're good at what you do in the, in the next moves sponsors are the ones who help you get promoted. They are the ones who make sure that the doors are open. They are the ones that are steering the conversation when you're not in the room. They're the ones who bring your name up when it should be brought up and they're the ones that get you the opportunity. There's a difference between a mentor and a sponsor and they can be one and the same, but do understand there are people who are really great mentors and then there are people who are in positions of power or influence. Those are your sponsors. You need to understand the difference. You need to get one. And don't worry about what they look like. Because you're trying to get make your career. You're trying to get your, your coin. You're trying to take care of your family, okay? So your mentor or your sponsor may look like somebody who doesn't look like you. And if you're um if you're like a millennial or a Gen Z or well, you do have the Gen X, right? Like my, my generation. Um, but me. Above me are the boomers. There were very few, if any, black people, okay, that could mentor or sponsor me. There are some, but there weren't many. So understand, you need to get a mentor, you need to get a sponsor. We're going to move on to number six. You need to be prepared to keep learning and, 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 and learn about best practices. Because if you're a STEM person, if you're in IT or anything like that, technology changes so quickly. Be prepared to be learning. And let me tell you something. Just because people aren't talking doesn't mean they're not learning. There are people who are constantly reading. They're they're getting books. They're going. They're getting certifications. I don't know. Whatever. Be prepared to keep learning. 
Some of it's going to be natural based off of the way organizations are looking to move. Like if they're looking to like be in line with whatever the industry best practice is. But you just need to understand you're going to constantly be learning. This is how you survive. And this is the last one. Whatever your, your industry is, you need to understand that the understand the entire life cycle. When you get opportunities to take positions in different parts of the life cycle in your industry, your domain, do it. Trust me. Because people who understand the full life cycle are the ones who tend to get really good opportunities because they can speak to various parts. They can speak to many people. You are flexible. And just and also too understand when the um, economy takes a downturn or whatever, you have a wide range of experiences and you're going to have areas where you're going to be highly skilled. But when you get an opportunity to do something in a different part of the life cycle, you need to do it. You need to take it. The smart ones still. I said what I said. All right. So look, this is just a reminder. I know that everything that I just said was completely riveting. So go ahead and give me the thumbs up. I know you loved it. You loved it. Okay. Um, I understand that you just, you just love hearing from me. So go ahead and subscribe and hit the notification bell so that whenever I put a new video out, you get notified and you're like the first one tuned in popcorn and all. Okay. So look, I want to thank anyone who has ever commented, who has ever given me a thumbs up, who's ever subscribed. I actually am very appreciative because you can be someplace else, but you're choosing to spend time with me. Um, yeah, I just want to say thanks because, uh, let me tell you something. Doing this YouTube thing for me is actually, sometimes it's entertaining, but, um, this is tough. This is a tough thing. So anyone who's doing this and putting out content, I commend them because there's prep work. There's learning to get comfortable on camera. Um, there's so much that goes into this, but, um, I just want to say this and then I'm going to get off of this. The reason why I started getting on this app is because I noticed that there weren't many people who look like me and in my age group, okay? Most of what is out there, at least for black people, is always on beauty. It's always on like hair, you know, like putting on makeup, putting on hair, you know, it's it's, it's all about that stuff. And then there's like, there's the, I need a man contingent and I get it. Like, I get it. But I just don't want us to be just so stuck in like these, these pigeonholes and like of who we are. We are much more than that. And I feel like, um, especially for women, like I just feel like my generation, we did not do a good job of providing guidance to younger generations. So they are looking for something and they're having to create their own identity as far as like, content and so they're putting out content that's more on the lines of popping and locking and not wearing any clothes and they're wearing so much makeup that you can see the line down their face so like the cowardly lion from the wizard of oz if i only had a brain like i just think that we're so much more than that so i wanted to make sure when i was putting out content i put out something that was an alternative and it doesn't mean that we can't be those things and do those things but we are more than those things okay all right, so thank you to anyone who even made it this far. I'm super appreciative. Go ahead and give them a thumbs up. Go ahead and subscribe and um, catch you in the next video. Black opinionated woman, out.